Welcome to Bold and Body. I'm here with my co-hosts. Lena D. Hey, it's Maddie. Yeah, we had the illest intro just now. We had to scrap that shit, so let's get it. <laughs> but intro yourself, man. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, who my are you? Wesley. Who are you? Uh, who who let you I? in here? Why are you here? Man, the bouncer let me in here. Somebody needs to fire Mike. <laughs> he didn't even see what I had. I have sneakers and shorts and shit. Like, He's damn. letting in all sorts of riffraff. <laughs> Don't let him in. Don't let him in. Actually, we got to let him in because you got a interesting topic for us. Right? Yes, yes. I have an interesting topic. But before I get into the topic, just remind everybody, um, it's June. Um, primaries are coming up. So please register to vote in your primaries. You know, you want to see the people who most represents your views and opinions. So go out there, register to vote. Um, you can always go out to your state uh, website, your state DMV website, and register to vote there. Or you or can you look can up Google it. Or you can Google your uh, elections uh, agency, and they have forms for you to fill out and register that way. All right, so let's get it. So this episode is about. All the craziness that has happened to black and brown people in America. I know that's a lot. Um, where should we start? Where should we unpack all this? But there's this one word that black and brown folks like to use a lot, and it's called being woke. Now, Stay what is woke? woke? Like, I know all you white folks are asking, like, woke. I, I hear woke all the time. I don't know what woke is. Woke, woke, woke. It's not you. Like, it's like you're... It, I'm I'm awake, so that means I'm woke. No, wow. that's not, no, that's that's not how works. that's not how that works. Nope. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fail. <laughs> nope. So you know, woke means the process of staying awake. No, that's the Webster <laughs> dictionary. We got the Urban Dictionary now. Maddie don't likes come to use for, don't come for Webster. <laughs> Maddie likes to use Webster. Webster. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna use Urban di- Urban Dictionary. So what is the definition of the real word of woke and how we I think mean, there's woke? more. Wait, before you say that, though, Uh-oh. it's the whole term, the whole it's phrase. Stay oh, the term. Stay woke. Stay woke. Yes. Stay away. You can't sleep. Oh, God. Don't get into the sunken place. No, please don't. Just <laughs> tell us. <laughs> we'll tell you what it means. All right. Stay woke means to be, to be kept informed of the daily shitstorm that's going around in times of turmoil and conflict, especially on occasions when the media is being heavily filtered. Now, Facts. what the hell does any of that mean? So, uh, where is an, a good instance of, of this actually taking place? Hmm. There's so many. There's so many, but we don't get into that later. Anyway, um, what I like to talk about is basically America's sin, and the original sin is basically racism. Um, racism uh, has existed since the the concept of America, even as early as the 15 and 1600s when we had indentured servants and stuff. And that kind of evolved into slavery um, and that evolved into segregation and separate and but Crow. equal and Jim Crow and all that. So and and that includes like the KKK police brutality you know, disparities in employment or disparities in gainful employment. That's that's a that's a good word I had to put in there, as well as, you know, being as well as the divestment of black and brown uh, communities. I think a big one yeah. that you you can't forget is mass incarceration. Oh, yeah. Mass incarceration. Thanks. So, thanks, Clinton. Um, 
So yeah, I know I'm I'm name dropping this episode because they they deserve it. Not that you were coming at me. Like I thought it was a, a sincere thing mm-hmm. until you said Clinton, and I was like, wait, I didn't. Oh, oh, yeah. I see what yeah, you did there. Yeah. Like, no, Maddie, it's no, no, good. No, no, no. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Not I was like, fault. why are he coming? Oh, he's not coming for me. No, no, I'm coming for you. Why would I come sorry, for you? I'm this? sorry. You racist? <laughs> <laughs> So she, I oh, mean, you didn't even answer what? <laughs> it <laughs> wait, was what? like crickets. It's like, wait, hold up. Hey, hold on. Wait a minute here. So I didn't know how to tell you guys. Um, I'm joking. No. Oh, I no. thought you were, I was like, what's your racist again? <laughs> yeah. Lena D was ready to kick me out. Like, you need to go now. <laughs> like, racist Damn. against who? I was like, uh, wait, what? What didn't we know? Everyone. Like the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I hate everyone. So we're going to talk. We're going to pinpoint some stuff about all these different things and how they've affected us culturally in this society that we call America today, or I like to term, use a coin of a turn of phrase, Trump land. Cause right now, Yakubians out here, they're really real out of the pocket right now with some of the stuff that they're pulling. So uh, let's feeling let's, really bold. They feel real bold. So yeah. let's get right into it. So yeah. Let's start with the Jim Crow era. So, After, oh, for those ahead. of you, just a real quick recap for everyone who ha- was sleeping during American history <laughs> or you went to most schools where they kind of glazed over this part paragraph. of American history. Yeah, um, where it's really not covered. Jim Crow came after slavery was, quote unquote, abolished. And this is when people were trying to become m- or dismantle segregation and white people were not okay with that the white people in power we're we're not here to to say all white people are bad but y'all know some of y'all fucked up but (laughs) the white people that were in power and mostly former slave owners um and the disenfranchised felt that they still had to find some way to hold all of these quote-unquote free black people back and hold them down so this new set of laws came to be and it was Jim Crow. So during the era of Jim Crow, again, this is post-slavery, but before the, the, the civil, civil rights, rights movement. movement. Yeah. So this is a very long period it's of time. It's a long-ass period of time. It's a very long period of time when you realize, like, when slavery ended and when the civil rights movement started. So this is deeply embedded in a lot of people and how they think and how they view minorities namely black people okay go ahead i just had to give that context damn okay i'm just saying not everybody paid attention in (laughs) in u.s history or even ap u.s history because i was in ap any history for that matter no because it's repeating itself but Mm -hmm. so let's get into it all right well you know you know about the jim crow era which happened right after Right after the Civil War ended, but right before, I guess, what was the, the period of time? The con- construction? No, not the construction. I'm, I'm, I'm messing the, the, I'm missing the words. But was basically what they did was that they split the South in different districts to govern them more effectively because what ended up happening was that slaves ended up staying with their masters and they ended up turning it into... They ended up reconstruction. Ended, yeah, reconstruction. I was right. Um, they uh, AP U.S. history, baby. Yeah. Let's go. I was like, it's construction, or it's, I, and I, I said couldn't. It, it was yeah, reconstruction. the reconstruction this is why area. I got a, what was it? A four? Yes, I got a, a four. four. Four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Those AP classes. Those AP classes. Yes. Tough, but um, but yeah. So what ended up happening was that a lot of the slaves 
tried to get some gainful employment, but the skills that they had was basically, you know, menial labor, menial tasks. So what they introduced was more of when they found out that people were still kind of being slaves, they they split them up into districts within the re- reconstruction era. What ended up happening was that um, instead of them, instead of this being like all the slaves are free, they get gainful employment, blah, 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 ended up being more of like a sharecropper system where they would live on the, on the same land as their, as the masters and then they would form a masters and they would get, they would get loaned a lump sum of money and then they would have to work off that sum of money. But they found that, that, that money was so like, like the way that they, they blocked off the work that if they were never going to be able to pay it back. Um, so when the United States government found out, they kind of disabled the, the sharecropping system. But then what ended up also happening was that, you know, groups were being formed like the KKK and the NRA, which started the whole lynchings and the, you know, the terroristic threats of black people, the burning of crosses, that sort of stuff started happening. And then we go from that to being, you know, sort of free and separate, but equal, but not necessarily equal. And then now we get into the whole civil rights area, uh, area, era, where from now we're fighting from 1882 to 1968. We're seeing lynchings. We're seeing race riots. We're seeing all this stuff happen um, where civil rights is on the forefront with the, you know, the Montgomery bus, um, protest and um rosa parks and malcolm x you know vying for a new black nation where we're all dependent on each other and not dependent on the yakubians for anything so i know i'm saying yakubians but there's a reason why i'm saying it because i'm not using yakubians in the way that's like oh well you know it's all white people but all white people who are racist to me are yakubians so that's what i'm naming them so i'm sorry to become aggressive like that but that's what it is but I think to get deeper, so like the the history behind this is very important. So the 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 reason why this Jim Crow era came about is because going back to Maddie's point, it's like staving off the inevitable. Right. So you've built a country for free on the backs, backs of, of black, slaves. Yeah. Word. And so the think about the economic value that free labor brought to the United States. Yep. And it's actually estimated, I think about 300 billion is what I've read somewhere. Yep. And so when all of a sudden that goes away and then you're now having to pay supposedly an equal fare or an equal wage for the people that are, that have to do the work that they were doing for free before. That's where really people started getting into this upheaval of, you know, we can't let them, progress too much right because now all of a sudden the white people that used to be the slave owners don't have anywhere else to turn and so the immediate reaction is they're doing this to us they're taking our freedoms away right they're taking away our economic prosperity and so then what happened during that time is and why lynching is an important thing to talk about is because all of a sudden it was like, well, we can't hold them down as slaves anymore. What if we just kill them off? We got to get creative with our shit. Right. So that's why, like, and, and the thing was, is that lynching was a socially acceptable thing to do. 
if you were deemed a criminal or if you were deemed to do something that you weren't supposed to do or if somebody just wanted to accuse you because you're black. And back or if then, you're too prosperous. Back then, literally anything was grounds to be considered a quote-unquote criminal or to have done something to deserve mm-hmm. to be lynched. It literally could have been you were walking on the wrong side of the street. You could have been, you looked somebody dead in the face. Like it was anything and it was done indiscriminately. Didn't matter if you were a successful black person, just minding their business, or if you were a poor black person who's just on his way to work. Like anyone could get it at that point in time. And like we said, it was just so socially acceptable that there were like parties around it. There were there were picnics where picnics came from. Pick from came from picking. Yeah, like yeah. that's where it was. Like that's how ingrained it was mm-hmm. into society. Yeah, the Mandingo fights. Um, and think about the story of Emmett Till. Like what a lot of people are not telling. I'm gonna you, be started on that shit. Yeah, is that the the woman who accused Emmett Till of looking at her crazy ended up saying on her deathbed that that never she happened. Made it up. She, she made, made it, it up. all up. Think about that. Think about how far that went. She died when? In 2016, 17? She she died last year, I think. So it was recent. Yeah. Think about that. This man died. Not a man. He was a child. This child child died because this grown ass woman was like, he whistled at me. Yep. And And that was was enough. It was enough. It was like any, if you looked the wrong way, you were accused of rape. Like most of these things. Like, they were never tried in a court of law. It's like you were still not a person because of how they decided. Even if it went to court, though, it wasn't a court of peers. It was a court of racist white people. Yeah, cool. Right. (laughs) Which makes it even worse because most of these, like, the other thing, too, is, like, they're between 1882 and 5,000 lynchings were recorded. Recorded. Recorded, but then the ones that were not recorded. So just think of the magnitude of how socially acceptable it was to do that. And then also to recognize that the reason why it was socially acceptable is because any of the efforts to pass through legislation that would make lynchings illegal was always shut down. Yep. So it was basically those same racist white people that were shooting it down because they wanted it to be something that was a part of society to keep black people down. Yeah. I still think I still think crack is an invention of the government to keep black people down in the 80s. But that's just me. So let's move forward to that then, because that's that's pretty much our well, it's a little bit after the next section, which would be during the civil rights movement where we have the race riots where essentially minorities was just like you know what i'm tired of your shit yeah enough is enough like we're contributing we deserve to have like fuck your separate but equal i told y'all that i wasn't the good conservative i apologize (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to work on my literally think about half the inventions that we have now were invented by black people were invented by african-americans even surgery heart heart surgery black person they credited a white man for that but that was dr vivian that did that let, let's stop. Let's Traffic play. lights. Traffic lights. Black people. Yeah, black Super people. Super soaker. Super black people. Black people. The, the, <laughs> the, the concept of vocational school, where you go to BOCES and shit, that is a black person that invented that. I've, Benjamin something. I, I I cannot understand for the life of me why people just think that black people just don't contribute to anything. To because people- We literally run s- culture. We, now. It's, swept, it's always swept under the rug. 
And so then the thing, like when we talk about civil rights and the race riots, race riots were instigated by white people that were salty because they didn't have jobs. So how familiar does that sound? And that was that was the key to the Jim Crow era being successful. It was pitting poor white people against, against poor black people, poor black people and making these poor white people who had no problem with black people before feel that the reason that they were in the situation they were in, and I hope all of this sounds familiar, mm-hmm. but the reason that they were in the situation that they were in was because these black people were there taking away their opportunities. Does it sound familiar? Does it? Sounds very Does familiar. It? How, how, no? Oh, has okay. it, this ha- wait, this happened before? I it's, thought it just it's happened. happening now? No it, way. Wait, in 26, because I thought this was like in. This the, was in the 1800s. 19, early 1900s? Nah. But we're in 2017. 18? Girl, it's 18. 2018. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it just sounds like it's the same story, but I, I was She's like, confused. we can't be in 2018 because it's some fuckery. <laughs> but this has happened with a bunch of the groups of people. This has happened with black folks. This is when Italians. the I, this is Italians and the Irish, Irish came over. You know, that that's what this is what happened to them. They would be called dirty guineas and stuff. And I don't like using racial slurs like that, but look. Let's call it, it spade a spade. That's like, what it is. That's what it was. You know, they were called all kinds of names. Then the Jewish folks came in. I remember Chris Rock telling a story about like how when he was doing the paper run with his dad, they were ranked the deliveries based on their race. You know, at first it was the whites, then it was the Italians, then it was the blacks, and then it was the Jews. And I was just like, that's shit. Crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That sounds crazy. But. Now, of course, as minorities, we have more. We tend to be more understanding and open-minded because it's like we have suffered the same discrimination. We have suffered the same wrongs. Um, so I guess the reason why we wanted to, to go back and touch on this history is to understand how we got to where we are now. Hmm. And, oh, and one more thing that I just want oh. before we get to where we are now. Mm-hmm. Most of the race riots, the police actually were involved in instigating violence against black communities. So they were, that doesn't sound familiar that they were a part of the force that was like, and the other thing too, that we haven't mentioned about the riots is that they took part in black communities. It's not like the white people said, Hey, like let's fight in our neighborhood, like short Hills, New Jersey or wherever we would have been. But like this took place in black communities. We're going to travel to where they at <laughs> to start fucking with them and then say that they're in the wrong what are you doing on my block and then even though chad even though they were going into black communities the police would side with the white people who were instigating most of the riots mm. yep. so just wanted to say that before we get to where we are today basically so yeah oh and we did miss um the where we essentially, I guess that is where we are now into the system of mass incarceration. So we went from slavery to Jim Crow to the race riots, civil, um, civil rights movement. And once we started to see some real progress is when, as Wesley said, the government introduced crack. What you want me to say? Uh, Oh, I believe that the government introduced documentaries about it into the black communities throughout the United States of America to destabilize the communities. 
because when Malcolm X is coming through, you're just like, we just, I just want to build, build a black nation and we should be dependent on ourselves. A lot of people in the seventies took that to heart. They started making their own stuff again. They started doing black all Panthers. those black. And then all of a sudden this fucking demon knows that crack hits the community all throughout the in the United States or whatever. And all of a sudden is our, our urban centers are just decimated by it. Like, to a point where, like, we still suffer. This is now black and brown people still suffer from the same crazy crime laws that we did in the 90s as we do today. Like, a lot of people get incarcerated for menial drug offenses. For what? Doesn't make sense. So those, that introduction of crack into black communities led to... Violence. It led to a lot of violence, which we can't deny. Like that was real. Like there really was an issue. Mm -hmm. It was an epidemic. But unlike how the opioid epidemic is being dealt with now, at that point, word, (laughs) I I took it there. I just Um, I'm I'm rolling my eyes about that. So the difference is, at that point in time, it was it became a war on crime. A war on crime. And the war on crime ended up with mass incarceration there were tougher laws there were um pretty much any petty offense now you would be charged with essentially life in prison right and then you had three strikes you had all of those three strikes laws you had it was just it was ridiculous and this war on crime unfortunately was right. started by a democrat I, I honestly say i can only name a out of all my friends i can only name maybe like a handful of people that have tried some hardcore drugs. Like a lot of things, it's just, yo, man, I smoke a lot of weed. That's it. I'm good. I don't need anything else. My advice is weed and drinking. Like I'm good with everything else I'm fine with. Like now it's like opioids and speed and, and not speed, but opioids and all that stuff. I'm just like, why should I now give one red penny to any of these relief efforts when we literally had something to happen 30 years ago that decimated a whole lot of communities and now I have to put my money into that. But now but now I have to worry about Fall River, Massachusetts. Fuck out of here, man. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> I and mean, I named it'll... Fall River as for a reason too, because that that that's a big opioid they, they got a big opioid pro um, problem out there. Yeah. So and that's but, predominantly a white community. So Well it's all about how it's positioned, right? So Because white is right, apparently, according to everybody's eyes. It's like if you can pin something on a minority community, it's inherently wrong. And so, again, fitting into that box of like, oh, well, it's black communities, brown communities, the poor communities that are black and brown that are dealing with this issue. Like, it's going to destroy like our society. And like it like that's what the whole premise of kind of like make America great again is the fact that like, yo, don't say that. No, but that's what the premise of it is. And so like, we got to be real and talk about like all of this stuff that we are saying is like, you know, before us, like this stuff happened, but literally history is repeating itself. Yeah. yeah. So we just wanted to give a background on essentially why you could, you even have to say stay woke. Right. Because clearly this isn't something new. Mm-mm. This isn't something that just popped up out of nowhere. Out of nowhere yeah. And I, this has, this is centuries in the making. Right. And I, I like to say something else before we get into it. 
what I like to say is this, like when Donald Trump puts his policies in the place where it's the tax laws and all that stuff, I had somebody, some, somebody that me and Lee and D know, I was just like, look, honestly, in the tax bracket that I'm in, I ain't worried about Donald Trump's tax laws because they helped me. I, did. I didn't vote for him, but them should help me the most out of everybody because I'm, I'm part of the people that he's trying to help. It's not going to help you all that you much. You got money. Yeah, it's not going to help you all that much. Let's say it is. Like, if you make between $85,000 and $200,000, that tax law is going to help you. Honestly, it really does. It and puts above. You, and above. It puts you in a whole different place. You get You see extra money in your check that you haven't seen before. Life is good. That helps me. The people down, the people who don't make as much as I do, that's not helping you. So, the thing is, though, but like, I guess even, that's this more so for the <laughs> the Trump supporters who who Trump supporters the who poor think Trump that thought, poor yeah, Trump, yeah. who thought the, that you know everything making that he was America was going great again would have meant them. that whatever it meant, not realizing that you know a In lot the of these a lot of our that. a lot of our the people who we're trying to market to these are are urban socialites, black or white tend to make a little bit more money, tend to have a good standard of living, and it helps them a little bit more than it would help you, the poor white man or the, the poor black person who decided rural that... America. Rural America. who decided that Trump was like that person for them, that he was going to go he was gonna go over there and take over Washington, D.C. Like, no, that's not... <laughs> I'm telling you, that's not happening. That accent just made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where did that come like, from? Like, he pulled that out of the depths of his... Soul. Yeah, <laughs> like, I hear the accent all the time. So I was like, but um, no, again, so we wanted to give you that context of how we got to where we are now. And where we are now is where it seems like we've forgotten about that history. No, we we've did. forgotten about because we're in this era or this, this space of prosperity. Mm-hmm. People are m- more well off now than they have been in a very long time. Like, we can't deny that. As a society, we are better off in terms of finances. Like, financially, we're, we're doing better overall. Overall. So it's easy to forget and to ignore everything else that's going on. But the whole point of staying woke is to remember and to recognize and to identify everything that's happening, quote, unquote, in the background. Right. So all of these issues... And one of the things that helps us to stay woke is social media. It's the rise of social media and how social media is being used now. Right. And we're seeing more activists using it. And you're seeing just the the rise of social media activism where it's just like, yo, did y'all know about this? And I can share it so much quicker. Right. I can disseminate this information so much quicker. Um, and the hope is that we would stay woke and stay aware of what's going on. Right. Um, during the civil rights movement, if something happened, if somebody was attacked by the police. That's word of mouth. Right? It was word of mouth. Word I of had mouth. to get to a phone. If I didn't have a phone in my house, I would have to go to the neighbor's house or go to somewhere public that had a phone and call up the local NAACP office. And they would have to disseminate that information to people. And then it would be a longer process to, to get people up in arms right but right? it was still a system so there exactly. was still something there right. that fueled 
activism behind it. Right. Absolutely. And and now it's but it was on easier. a local level, yeah. right. you know? So it's just like, I can only reach the people that are within this 30 mile radius. Right. Now with social media though, well, you can hit everybody. I know something that happened over in Seattle. Yep. Somebody just got shot by the police in Seattle. As soon as I open Instagram, as it's, soon as I open Twitter, you see it. I, now I know. Like this is this is the thing. Like a lot of Yakubians like to say that America got less racist because we had a mm. black president. No, nope. no, racism was still there. But now racism is being taped for all the world to consume. How crazy and and. And you think that you being subtle is just gonna help you out? People like to pull that phone out real quick. So if you want to be a if you want to be a hashtag today, go right ahead. You can be that hashtag. Go so, right ahead, like yeah. the dude in New York, right here, oh, yeah. right here in our neighborhood where we live at. Dude ends up the lunch counter. My the 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 lawyer was just like, oh yeah, you guys shouldn't be speaking Spanish and blah 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 in in here because English is the primary language. This is the only country that I've ever been in, ever, ever. Where, like, we celebrate only speaking one language. It's the worst. No, nah, not, it's not we. Not Chill. But <laughs> it's I have the Yakubian. No, no, no. But I have to say we because we we engage in this kind of craziness, too. We engage in it. We, like, us we as enable? a whole. Okay. We enable I'll, I'll that allow you shit. to say enable. We enable it. I don't know about engaging. I don't engage it, but we enable... Some of these Yakubians do to say the same thing that they, that that they that they feel entitled to say. Like you come up to people and say they're fake Jew, and you but you yeah, you expect, he got reckless. He got and reckless, and it definitely pick- ties to social media yeah. because I personally I follow Sean King on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I saw that post, and I was like, this is crazy. And he followed up after posting that. He was just like, I need y'all to help me figure out who this is. And within hours, hours. My man said he could speak Spanish. Yo, in, he was just like, in his post. not only do I have his name, I can tell you where he work. I can tell you where his office is. Here's the website. Hit him up on Yelp. Like, he had all we went in. Yo, you, got it. you guys can this see is, that Yelp This page. is the other partner. Like, <laughs> they took him down from the website. Like, all of this they stuff took him happened down and within they kicked, hours. They kicked him out of the place he was doing business at because the place did not want to, like, they, they, they wanted no association they no with it. Like when you open yourself up to court, the the court of public opinion. I'm telling you, man, you you lose every time. The internet is always going to be one. The internet is undefeated, and you are going to be zero all the time. People are always going to know all the time. Oh, and of course, it know. is scary in those instances where somebody is identified incorrectly because that has that happened a few times. That's happened a few times, but but for the majority. Overall, it, like, it works. This is so a ninety percent hit rate out there yeah. on the internet. I'm it is very effective in terms of getting people informed and keeping them informed. That Charleston march where people were marching and, and Vice was filming it, people were just getting picked off. Oh, oh, he works at this place. Oh, he's the manager at fucking Carl's Jr. Or he's the person that works at Amazon. <laughs> he washed my car yesterday morning. Yep. <laughs> like it I'm was all sorts you, of stuff. All, all sorts but, of people getting fired. Like we have to take this this platform and use it to the best of our ability. It doesn't like, help. Like I'll add this: it doesn't help when you got the clown in charge, like the clown in chief, and his Keebler elf buddy over here talking about oh Dominicans ain't shit or Salvadorians and Haitians are from shithole countries. 
Like that doesn't help. Or that all Haitians because have AIDS. It, yeah, or all Haitians have AIDS. Like it just emboldens people to do stuff like that. And I like I always say this, like there are times where I'm just like, man, if someone came up to me and they said some shit like that, I don't even know how I react. I just punch them in the face. Like I'm not even I'll lose my job. I'll lose my job on the spot. And I was like, no, nah, I can't do that. I can't give that person satisfaction. But what am I supposed power. to do? I can't give them that power. But what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be embarrassed for all the internet to see out there. Because, you know, I got my image too out there that I want to I wanna keep under wraps so or yeah. keep out there as a public profile for myself. But that's I don't want to be that well, guy. That's, that's the hashtag too. Like, oh, Wesley's a bitch. And then they put it out there and, and it's out there for the whole world to see. And life is all, all horrible because I got my black folks saying, I got my white folks saying, oh, you know, he's he's a bitch. And I got the black folks saying, yo, why didn't you punch him in the face? Because I know there's a lot of black people like, yo, if I was out, I'd have punched him in the face. I'd have given that what, work. I'd have thrown the hands but up. But just like what you said, it was around like, I don't want to be that person that just acts how you're expected to act because you're a person of color. That's hard, So like though. you have to take the wokeness that we're talking about and educate other people about it, around it. And like... You can be gangster with it, but you can use your words to be gangster. That's true. And so, I like, mean, that's kind of coming back to like social media and how to use social media. But what, with everything that you've just mentioned that's been put out on social media, that's gone viral, that people are seeing, people are being called out, there is like this notion that, you know, overt racism is a thing of the past. So, going back to the history that we were talking about around lynchings and the race riots that in itself was like overt racism and it was you done. don't think this is not overt racism okay, too? give me a, give me a second I, I let you talk um so the whole notion of Kanye. Like, that was <laughs> that was overt racism at the time because it was socially acceptable and so then there came a period of time where mass incarceration made it socially acceptable in a different way, but you had to be in the wrong place at the wrong time to be impacted by that. Yep. And then all of a sudden, everybody else that isn't engaging in those particular activities is sort of like, you know, kind of just letting things go by because nobody's lynching anybody anymore in the 80s. Actually, I think the last one happened in 1981. But then Not chill. There was a chick that was lynched recently. There were there were lynchings that happened very recently in in Georgia. I want to say it was last month. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, so I didn't know about that, but it wasn't. It's not as socially acceptable as it was back then. Yeah. But between the eighties and the nineties, which is like this period in which we've grown up, mm -hmm. people have had white people have had the luxury to say overt racism is a thing of a past. We're beyond but, that. But we're like it doesn't exist. It's all in your mind, and it's more about covert racism. So for decades, we have had these things brewing in middle America. We've had things brewing sometimes right in our backyard. But mm -hmm. it's now that Trump has made it socially acceptable is that all of a sudden, oh, my God, where did this wave come from? It was always there. It was it's always the matter there. of making it acceptable that has made people feel emboldened to do whatever it is that they want to do. And it started immediately, like the day after he was declared president. Not even. I would say it happened as soon as he announced his run for presidency oh yeah because that black dude got beat up by that white dude and that black dude that got beat up by that white dude like he went up in court and shook his hand and was like i was like i would not i was like kiki went nobody like you literally tried to punch me in the face at a rally because i had a problem with what that man said come on man i ain't, i'm done with yeah that. like the 
being emboldened by his statement started immediately. Like that much, I will, I will definitely attest to because he came out swinging, talking about Mexicans are Are racist racist and they're rapists and they're they're rapists and they're maybe there's some of them are good. They're they're all like criminals. Oh yeah. I do remember him saying that. Like that was right out the gate. He, he slid down the escalator. It was just like, Ayo, Mexicanos, here's what I think of you. Like, and there I, was no, there was no leading up to that. I just, you know, and one thing, and forgive me if I'm wrong for saying this, and maybe I am wrong, but I feel like there are some Latino, Latina bre- brothers and sisters who don't see it as serious, who don't take it as serious. I have seen, like, they're just like, yeah, hey, you know, well, you know, he's the president, and he really can't do shit, so... I mean, like, this is that's that's in all groups, though. Yeah, but it's just like, like there but, was that outrage around. You know, um, it's not just us guys; it's you too. It was, and, it was. Um, I think that's a Latino a company yeah. that put in a bid to build the wall. Ugh. There was a construction company, yeah, oh and they got they got crazy backlash, where they're just like, "Yo, I'm doing my job." No, like, what's the problem? No, that that. So no. you're always gonna have that, even within the black community. No matter what community you have, you're always going to have the sympathizers. Oh, you mean like for Paris the oppressors? Like that's always going to happen. Ugh. That's not. That's nothing new, and I don't think that's anything that's gonna go away. So when we say stay woke, it's to the people that actually want to be aware of what's going on and are willing to take action in some way. Yeah. So um, we do want to touch on just a few of the things that. We want our our listeners to to stay aware of and to not let all of the the bullshit. There's no other way to say it. Like, don't let all of the bullshit just get make all of these issues get swept under the rug. Um, and I'd say a big one right now is immigration and Huge what's one. happening around ICE and how ICE is handling the the unchecked power that they essentially have at this point in time. Like you have, um, I think it was, it was last month where two women were detained by ice because they were speaking Spanish. Literally they spoke Spanish and a ice, <laughs> a border patrol officer detained them because he said that it was uncommon to hear Spanish in that area. They were Americans. That's ridiculous. They were two American women oh, man. speaking. Like, that's the kind of craziness that's happening right now. You have, I believe she was that's, Guatemalan, the Guatemalan um, immigrant that came through, and she was shot and killed by ICE. That smells like a lawsuit. That like, just, I smell greenbacks rid- right there. Ridiculous. Literally. And that's not to talk about the kids. Have you heard? You guys heard about the kids that are being detain at the border and so i think it's taken from their parents and they're taken from their parents and then the justify the other story that's out there is that oh well we're not taking kids from their parents they're coming here by themselves houseway and i'm just like i have read that a few times where parents are just like because they believe that the kids are going to be accepted more so than them they'll send the kids but it's not all of them it's not like a whole river of children coming through like well i'm saying it's like (laughs) 1500 children so those those 1500 children that have been taken oh the ones that went missing have been misplaced i don't know how you misplace unaccounted for i think is how they changed it up 
And <laughs> I found it funny because the reasoning that they, well, the, the explanation was they were put with families, some of whom may also be undocumented. And so they don't want to respond to right, the I request for follow-up. And it's just like, but bruh, if the issue is undocumented immigrants, why and are you putting these kids with more undocumented immigrants? And I don't mean to sound... And then, what? Yeah, that doesn't mean sense. None of it makes sense. And I don't, want, I don't mean to put it in like dollars and cents mode. So I'd like people to like really think about this, right? You get a ticket, right? From you, if you're driving, I'm pretty sure anyone who's driven before has gotten a ticket in one form or another. So I've gotten a ticket for moving violations. Usually they tell me to show up to court two to three months later when I got the ticket. Think about how big the backlog is for all the immigration court stuff. Think about how huge that is. Some people don't see the the light of day in a courtroom for years for years i so want to say john think, oliver think did about a piece think about that. that and that was during the obama era so now and obama was pretty bad about immigration so i i have a lot of your know, gripes about obama i have a lot of praise and i have a lot of gripes about him and you could you could take the good with the bad but one of my gripes about obama was the immigration stuff and he was pretty bad about that and that backlog was huge already now, Trump is taking that backlog and he's tripled it. So think about when you're going to see an actual judge to adjudicate your. But even beyond that, I think, again, um, y'all could go and check out if you have HBO, if not watch it with somebody that does have HBO go or whatever get that or do that that one month trial because you know, you I'm, not, have... I'm not trying to get in trouble with HBO talking about <laughs> <laughs> you told people to get our shit illegally um, it's, it's, also, on, it's you should, also on YouTube you should just um, watch it with a person yes watch it with somebody that has have it a already watch party. that's already paying for it but either way there was this episode where he touched on immigration court mm-hmm. and um, he talked about how these these cases are seen and decided on within seconds, not minutes, not hours, and people are going in unrepresented with oh no gosh, kind of legal representation, including children. So you have like four year olds going into immigration court with no kind of legal representation. And you're supposed to have like, legal representation this is even something. if you are undocumented. If you're if you're not a citizen of the United States, you cannot go into a court unrepresented unless you sign something saying that you want to represent yourself, and that is almost highly irregular because they would make everybody sign and I doubt that that happens. Which is essentially which, what's happening. Which makes with. it unconstitutional to even adjudicate a trial like that. So that's why we're saying immigration is definitely one of the things that we have to stay woke about because there is just so much going on. And of course they're making it seem like this is a, a, a South American Latino, Latina issue. Oh. But they're not the only immigrants. No, no, no. Let's not forget let's, that. Let's forget that the like, Keebler elf known as motherfucking whatever his name, Jeff Sessions, hates Dominicans. So for all the Dominican people who listen out there, look up Jeff Sessions, Dominican Republic, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, so. but I'm just saying, like, it's not limited to just... It's not just it's about... Not just, the, because it's, not, it's my people's too. Going to I'm have, Haitian. It's my people's too. You're going to have people from 
everywhere that are affected by this. But just like what they did with Jim Crow, just like what they did with slavery, it's to highlight it and make it seem like it's them against us. Mm-hmm. So it's not our issue, which is why we're saying it's something that you we want to keep at the forefront. We want people to stay woke about because this affects everyone. That's it's like- not just people that don't look like me. Like that's why I, rep- I, I I respect the show. What's his name? Uh, Van Jones, where he'll bring poor black folk and poor white folk together and let them talk. Let them see like how how similar they really are. There are no differences between the two except the color of your skin and maybe how you raise your kids. Maybe there's yeah, no cause we real beat our differences, huh? <laughs> yeah, because we beat our children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, maybe so how you raise them. Maybe how discipline. You raise them. Dis- that was one the discipline part. We do corporal discipline. Yeah. Oh, wait, so some- you're grounded. <laughs> for three Go to the weeks, corner. No internet. Oh fuck you, mom. All right. So you're going through something right now. <laughs> oh, wait, so we wanted to touch on immigration and the next one. We're going to go through these really quickly because I know you guys got to go to work. Your commute is almost over. Your boss is wondering why the fuck why you're you looking at listening? them crazy. <laughs> like, because this is some type of shit that'll make you angry. Like, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you reminded the me man. this happened? Like, we're sorry. No, this, is, um, this, this has been but, white ladies. Like, this has not been. I haven't seen a white man call the cops on a black man doing his job or having a fucking barbecue or okay. going to Starbucks. Like, it ain't nothing like that. It's just white late. I don't know what it is about black people just doing black people things. That's not even black people things. Going to Starbucks? Going to Starbucks. Are you kidding me? That is not a black people thing. Or, you know, I've gone to college before and I'm in the common room. And sometimes, just sometimes, my eyes tend to, you know, wander a little south towards my mouth. I'm about to fall asleep. What? You know, I'm like, oh, you know, you know, oh, no, I wasn't sleeping. I was trying to suffocate a fly in my eye. You know, that kind of shit. The shit that happened at the Yale fuck with the woman. What are you talking about? What is that? The, the, the shit that happened no, at I'm Yale. No, I'm just talking about the south to the mouth. Suffocate a fly. I've, I've never heard. Eyes. I'm just. I'm I've never heard eyes. those. You've never those heard like, oh, before. you know. Oh no, I was no. sleeping. I was trying to suffocate a fly in my eye. I've eyes. literally what? never I've heard, never heard, that, heard that. that. You've never heard. You're that? making that up. No, you I'm are not making, making that, that up. up. I am not making that up. Okay, so to all of our listeners, if you have heard this shit before, like, oh, I need you to solve the problem. You've been sleeping, have you? Oh no, no. I wasn't sleeping. A fly went into my eye and I was just trying to suffocate it. <laughs> That's Matt intricate. Yeah. I did not. Again, ma- I have not made. I didn't make it so up. So to our listeners, it. if you've ever heard this shit, please <laughs> let us know. Because I really feel like he's making. No, I am right not making that up. I'm Either way, making, so that's Matt intricate. But I did not I'm pretty make sure that at this up. point you figured out what Wesley is talking about. We're talking about how pretty much once again the police are used sleeping to while terrorize. black. Barbecue while black. Not just white Coffee people, while black. Again, it's, <laughs> but it's minorities. Real I'm estate to, while black. I'm going to. It's all people of color. Though. Yes. Yeah. To all minorities. Because you also had the two Native American boys who had the, the cops oh, the called college, on them. Yeah, about the college. Um, a woman the tour. felt, quote unquote, uncomfortable and like they didn't belong as part of a college tour. They were literally walking around. And because they weren't answering her questions when she pressed them, I'm sorry, but if somebody comes up to me pressing me for answers and I'm shy, I'm probably not going to be like, well, hi, Janice. I don't know you. Like, why do I have to speak to you? All I'm saying is this. If you want a barbecue rib, though, just come up and ask. I I want a rib. That's it. My biggest issue with all of that, though. Nobody wants your pale-ass potato salad, fucking Karen. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) My issue with it is how they quickly turn victim 
when the police actually do show up. Oh yeah. That but that was, was classic. The another way that video that was, like handled that surfaced where um this woman was following this couple. It was a couple and some friends or family that were walking around Berkeley, California, and she was following them around, literally telling them to get out of Berkeley. And she was like walking up on them like mad close to the point that the woman was just like, I need you to back away. That's aggressive. And she refused. But then once the cops showed up, now it was the black people who called the cops. But when the cops showed up, she was just like this mob of people was trying to assault me. Oh, no. So this is what's happening. It's not just that they're the cops are being called on minorities for no reason. It's a turnaround and making themselves the victims of some sort of perceived crime and my skin is not a crime no it's not an no. act of aggression no. or violence towards I saw, anybody so i, I, there, some, I have okay. another example to that point so i was recently in boston and we used to live in boston but i haven't visited boston in almost like two years and there's a particular area of boston did you go to sam adams i did not this time but i've gone before and it's amazing <laughs> Uh, but the seaport in Boston okay. has really gotten overdeveloped. There's a lot of restaurants, lots really? of buildings that are being built up, like residential buildings. It looks really nice, completely different from what I remember it looking like before. But then you start to look at the advertising as how they're trying to attract people to come live in the seaport. And it's Yakubis. a family of Yakubians, white people with their little dog this and that. And like, that's what you see. Like you belong here, but it's all white faces. Mm. And so then, um, one of the, the friends that I have in Boston has, uh, a, f- a friend of the family that owns a restaurant that is primarily based in Watertown. And they decided to then open up a secondary location in the seaport because they saw that there was all of this investment going into that area. Um, they thought that they would get, new clientele or have people go there. And like when you're going to the seaport, there's actually like a Latino owned establishment that you can go and party or you can go and have your brunch, whatever it is. And I must remind you that in Boston, boozy brunches, like unlimited boozy brunches are not even legal. They're not legal. No. So you, when you go there, that's why I didn't live in Boston. No, because Boston's (laughs) a drinking town. And when they did introduce that brunch kind of thing, people got a little, they got wild crazy and they were like, nah, this is a big problem. Like, you need, you need to stop. That's why I'm never so the, leaving the, New So our York. first day, we came into Boston, actually. We were like, oh, this is a margarita place. You remember the margarita spot that we used to live that was, like, yeah, right, right downstairs? Below, yeah. yeah, so we went there. The, our first day, we're like, oh, man, we're hungry. We want something to eat. Margaritaville's right there. Shit, let's go. They're like, And we were like, wait, but it's, like, 3 in the afternoon on a Saturday. Usually, that's, like prime time happy hour type shit like trying to get everybody Mm-mm, ready not they're in like, Boston he was just like yo y- y'all from New York aren't you we're like yeah <laughs> yeah like, like what's going nah. on they're like nah you can't you can't do that I'm like oh okay so <laughs> yeah. I will say that so whenever you're going to an establishment in Boston regardless of where it is you're always it's pay per drink or, you, or you're, you're getting whatever you're getting like nobody's getting wasted okay. is basically what I'm trying to say right. so this establishment they ended up hosting brunches still like they had brunches with music playing. They have outdoor seating. Um, and they also had on, I think it was Friday or Saturday nights. They had like, like Latin dance nights. And so then the people that had moved in to the residences around seaport started calling the cops 
because they said that they were attracting the wrong crowd and unwanted people into their community. So, so, okay. And the cops basically shut down those particular activities that the establishment was doing. So, which cops aren't supposed to do. They're not supposed to just make you do things. They're supposed to go through the proper, the proper chain of command to make sure that it happens. They're not allowed to just tell you that you can't do certain things because there's cases in New York. They're just like that. They definitely were on the take. I don't know if you heard about it, but like, well, I'll get into it a little later. But yeah. So um, I was blanking on the name of the establishment. But for those of you that are ever in Boston. Oh, and the reason that I'm saying this is because the restaurant is now financially struggling because they don't longer have revenue sources from the dance night and the brunches that they had before because they were forced to shut it down. And so when they're trying to bring in a diverse crowd to be a part of like this growing community in the seaport, black and brown people are getting shut out of it because white people are complaining about it. So kind of to the point about like, oh my God, I'm the victim because I'm welcome, like the wrong crowd. Brown people are in my backyard. I no longer feel oh safe. Oh my God, right? oh it, my God. It goes back to the point that you were making, Maddie. Their so, music's so spicy, I can't take it. So for those of you that are going out there, it's called La Casa de Pedro. Hey, So Pedro's support house. the business because it's ridiculous that even when you are someone that's, trying to hustle for yourself, make your own business, build your own business, you're still having white people fuck your money. Like, for nothing. For nothing. Or mess with you because you're at Yale trying to, get, trying to get this work, trying to be a doctor, and all of a sudden you got this wild Yakubian woman who thinks that you don't go to this school and has been proven to do the same shit with another black student that said that it was a great idea to call the cops on her while she was studying. And sometimes, I'm just saying, as a college student, I've done this before. I'm pretty sure Liz D's done this before. I'm pretty sure Maddie's done this before. We got a big test to study for, and we used the, these last couple of days to study for it. But then sometimes we've been up all day doing activities and stuff that when we get to the activity that we need to do, which is study, your eyes start to wander and fall asleep or whatever. And you something, take a nap. It, it happens. It happens. You yeah, sleep I've, never slept I've slept in, in a, the common in room. Common. I've slept in the library before, maybe for like 15, 20 minutes. I wake up. Oh, shit. It's like, a power nap. It's just, you know, get right back into it. Yeah, but, I do that in my room. But then, like, that's because I trust people. <laughs> you call the cops. You literally could have done everything but call the cops. You could be like, oh, so do you go to school here? And you'd have been like, yeah. And then life would have been good. And then you just. No, you know why I call bullshit on that? Shit. I call bullshit on that because it wasn't the first day. No, it wasn't. They lived down the hall from one another. Exactly. It showed her door to the woman that called the cops on her door. Mm -hmm. It was not the first time she has ever seen this woman on campus. And that's why I call bullshit on that. Yeah, I know. There's no way that you've never seen me before and don't know that I'm a student. That's why you've seen me around. You just felt away. So fuck that. There's no need for a conversation. She felt entitled. That's That's what it is. And that's that's what the issue that we have right now is. Right. There you have these women that feel that their whiteness is a is threatened because a minority is around them living their fucking lives. And that's why I'm like, wow. I was like, wow, pissed off because that, that right there, that doesn't, that makes no sense. Like you're part of a Yale community. Like, why are you doing this? You literally could have done everything but that. But it also leads to the final thing that we want to 
make sure that people stay aware of and stay woke about, which is the mil- like how the police are being militarized and how they're essentially being used against these minority communities. This is nothing new. We're not saying anything that y'all haven't heard before. Said it this before. is essentially how stay woke came to be. It became more popular recently because of the Black Lives Matter movement. And that came to be because of the shootings of all of these unarmed African-American men and women. Or the illegal chokeholds that y'all like, put on a guy who's selling loose cigarettes on the streets. Come on, man. Loose cigarettes? Man, did way, they die? Like, that's what this is about. And it's like, there, there's just too many to name at this point. And I'm sure by the time that we air this episode, there's going to be more. There's probably going to be more. But, there's, and there's one, like, it feels like every day. Yeah. Absolutely. And the thing is, now because the focus is on immigration and there's so much focus on the fuckery that the president is doing, we're losing sight. Of the things of that how are, this is yeah. still happening because it's still happening because it back was in 2016 and 2017 it was in the news every single fucking day because now you don't it, hear about it, it so comes much. from the top down basically like unfortunately in the United States of America the president sets the tone and unfortunately the tone has been America first but that's cold word for white people first and it's everybody else second like and I'm tired of of this whole narrative that we have out there that this is the case. But let me go back. Let's get into the police militarization part. Like, I was in Boston when the Boston bombings happened. That shit was scary. But what was even more scary than that was they shut down the whole city of Boston. And for all the Boston people who are listening, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Because there were nobody in the streets. I remember this day because I had to take Lena D to South Station. And she had to take the bus to New York City. The bus was canceled. And then I had to go pick up Lena D and come back. Meanwhile, I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I only why am I the only person on this road right now driving on the on the Toman Bridge? Everybody knows who's in Boston knows exactly what I'm talking about. So I drove from Toman Bridge back because I'm I, at that point I'm living in Chelsea. And I drove from South Station back over the Toman Bridge, pay that fucking toll, come back. Well, you dropped me off at the airport. So I, I got a notification that the bus was canceled. So we were almost headed to South Station. I was like, no, drop me off at the airport. I got, I was lucky enough to get a car. And as I'm getting the car, the news is like right. on the on the TVs about that they just caught the guy. Like they've literally no, no, no. shut oh, down no. the city. That, that happened at night. They, they caught the guy at night. Yeah, but like they didn't unveil everything until the day after. Oh, okay. So that's why the shit city shut down because like they were trying to like they're trying find to catch the guy. But remember, he was hiding. Yeah, no. So basically, the whole city shut down. When I say the whole city shut down, I mean there was nobody on the road, like no it one was scary. out and about. This shit looked like something out of The Walking Dead. That's how crazy it looked. I'm driving around a little bit here and there. I'm like, there's nobody out here. Why is that? I'm like, how does how does the 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 police have that much power to tell everybody to stay indoors? Because as the bombing happened, and all of a sudden everybody just stays indoors. They canceled my like I was supposed to go to work that day. Canceled that. I think it's like, more than home. just that though, because a response to a terror attack is one thing, but the issue that we have is the response. The to- response is crazy. No, it's, it's the so response to, the second to how the, the police respond to 
nonviolent protest. Like, and that's the the issue that we really. But have. I think that's one it's, and the same. The only reason why it's I, not. No, no, no. I'm don't, have to no, no. Let, let me explain. The reason why I think that's one and the same is because when you tell people not to come out, that is essentially a form of martial law. Just like you're pro, just like you're shooting like a police person with armed out to the teeth with military grade weapons, shooting at a crowd of nonviolent people. That's actually a, that that is actually something that happens in martial law, where everybody has to do whatever the law whatever the the law official tells them to do, and that's why I have a problem with it, and that's why I'm saying it's all the same. Because it's just like, it's not just one person that they're shooting at. They're shooting at a whole crowd of people. And I guess, again, we're going to agree to disagree. And it's because a response to a terror attack, that sort of response, although it may seem ridiculous, because there are so many lives that are impacted by that one attack. Like, look at how many people were were in, impacted whether they died or were injured so it's just like shit we need to control this and figure out what what's going on well, we need to have so more I, faith I, in our pu- public officials all right so that's one thing but when you hear that there's a group of people that are marching peacefully against the killing of an unarmed individual and you show up and not just riot gear but military but grade, military grade weapons that's not fitting that does not oh, no it doesn't that, it it's doesn't violence work but not uh, yeah none yeah. of it that's so oh shit somebody just took out 300 people let's figure out what's happening and this is how we respond versus there's a hundred black people marching in the street non-violently not bothering nobody let's run up and start throwing tear gas at them and, and- let's start like shooting at them whether it's rubber bullets or not that does not no it doesn't yeah none of so that's why i have an issue and that's why i can't agree with you it's the extreme of it though so i understand the extreme of you're basically going to a nonviolent protest and you're attacking people you should be protecting because part of it is it's a nonviolent protest because obviously it's taking place because of a divisive issue so there are going to be two trains of thought of it. The police should be there to protect the people that have a permit to nonviolently protest most of the time. Most definitely. And, you, but, and that's the thing. You're a, you have you're gotten allowed to do it. Yeah. the permission yes. to be here. You didn't just randomly send out a tweet be like, hey, yo, everybody meet me at 10 o'clock no, in no, Times no. Square. Yeah. Like, no, nah, you got you went through all of the proper legal channels mm-hmm. in order to to assemble. And to be met with that kind of force, right? That's an issue. No, that's an issue. That's a local police officers to be given the leftovers of the military. That is ridiculous. And the thing, and them that, to be so quick to use it. Oh yeah, it's like you don't have. There, there's no justification. No, like, but there's always just like, and this goes back to the militarization piece of it is the fact that you are then putting these military grade arms in the arms of people that are supposed to be protecting the people that they're attacking. But then it's a power thing. So all of a sudden, like you're giving people in power, more power, and then you don't hold them accountable to it. 
Nope. So the the it's not just an issue of like, oh, there's all this Thanks, overinvestment into giving military grade weapons to the police force, but then you're not holding those people accountable for not doing their job and protecting the people, instead killing the people they're supposed to be protecting. Right. But that and that goes back to the the very first thing I said when we started this episode. I was just like, please vote in your local primaries because they represent your the views they represent vote for someone that represent your views your what you want to see in government because you know there are the the programs that exist today unfortunately you know while we praise bill clinton as the as a good president these are bill clinton's programs like well military when surplus military grade weapons you know they can't be sold what you know what they end up doing because what ends up happening in local municipalities is that when they have a surplus of extra money, they want to keep receiving the budget because if they don't spend that money, then they lower the budget on them. So you know what they do? They take some of that money and they use it to buy the surplus of weapons that the United States Armed Forces does not use. So they give that to them. So all of a sudden you see local municipalities with tanks, you know, M5s, military grade Kevlar. Like you would have swore that they were going into war with the fucking civilians. That's how crazy it is. And that's what local police, that's what local police um, districts have to do to keep up with the budget. Because if they don't use that money, on certain things that police men and women need, then they lose that budget. So they don't want to have to fight an uphill battle for when they need more money. So that money easily can be spent on what helps police officers. But unfortunately, there is no, there's no, um, there's essentially nobody that's challenging. There's no one, there's no one saying, okay, instead of saying, let's get gear, Let's get additional training for diffusionary tactics. Like, how do I diffuse a situation that has gone very critical without having to use my weapon? I mean, <laughs> weapon's the first thing that they use. Yeah, of course. How do I stop all of these punk How do I stop these things? <laughs> motherfuckers from always feeling like their life is threatened by minorities, but not by white people. Oh, yeah, it's it's rare when you hear it's that. It's rare when you like, hear that. My the favorite only, story The only was, time that we've heard it, I mean, I mean, the only time we've heard it in the one time is a brown person shooting a white woman by mistake in Minnesota, and now he's being charged for murder. The only, How? that's not the only time, though. That's not the only time, the but only, that's the only time that we were you, hearing about it. No. So the beauty of it is, if there is a black officer that's involved they're more likely to be tried and found guilty Almost versus versus if it's all white officers that are part of the cover up or part of the shooting or the excessive force, whatever the case might be. Like Freddie Gray. If there is a minority officer in the mix, you're more likely to get some kind of con- it's there's no accountability. So it's not just to be aware of how our police departments are being militarized but it's also acknowledging and demanding that some kind of action happen like you can't just keep shooting people and then being placed on administrative leave still getting paid paid leave leave. (laughs) you're still getting paid paid leave 
and killing someone. Nothing happens. And then it's, it's very rare that there's really any kind of real repercussions. There and isn't any. again, just because it's not at the forefront of every news article every day like it had been back in 2016 and 2017 doesn't mean it's not still happening and we still have to again we have to use that social media platform that we have to remain aware because a lot of these things aren't picked up by your big news networks right you have to really dig in and like find other outlets too that really are covering and representing like these untold stories because yeah it's it's not like it's gone away. It's like, oh, I haven't heard of like any police shootings. There lately. hasn't been a hashtag for anybody recently. I guess the, the cops like, started to stop shooting people, right? No. No, it's, it's not what happening. <laughs> and the thing is, is like the reform piece is really what I'm stuck on because we've seen lack of reform in other uh, police driven activities like in the race riot. Or with lynchings where there was no accountability. People were just allowed to do whatever they wanted to do. They were killing people. They weren't being prosecuted for killing someone. It was just socially acceptable. So by us, the people that live in these communities where the police are empowered to do what they're doing and they're not being checked, we're basically creating this environment where the police can just do what they want. And they have the power and they have the weapons to unjustly just kill people and continue to kill them if there isn't going to be reform around how they're using weapons or even holding them accountable. Like you said, like they're being put on administrative leave and still getting paid. Like that doesn't tell me that I've done anything wrong. That doesn't mess with my livelihood. So like, why would behavior change? All right, guys, this has been a super long episode, but hopefully it was informative. Thank you for listening. And stay woke. Stay woke. And uh, like always, don't forget to vote. Don't forget to don't vote. Don't forget to register. Don't forget to register. Have people represent you and you, what, what you feel, what your beliefs are. Um, and yeah, peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs>